Hello, hey, hey, how's it going? This is Alfie, and this is Spiritually Nerdy, my podcast thing. So, yes, I am Alfie, and a little bit about me, for those who don't know. I'm a queer person of color, a Latinx person of color, uh, non-binary is my gender, uh, and that means I'm not a boy or a girl, for those who don't know. There, you learned something today, if you didn't know that. And basically, I just say that so that you know what perspective I am coming from, since all experience is seen through the lens of perspective. (laughs) Basically, this is a podcast about um, nerdy things, movies, video games, uh, my thoughts and feelings and excitement about most of them. Also, in video games specifically, I am a game designer and working towards a bachelor's degree in game design. So I'll be talking about a lot on this podcast about games and how design makes really fantastic games that I think reach us on a higher level, a spiritual level, and how, yeah, that's the art I want to get into. Also, I think with you know being a, a game designer and an artist that I think those are two mediums that intertwine themselves with what people would classify as, I don't know, political or politically controversial issues. I think they are mediums that touch a wide number of people and cultures, and all of those people and cultures um, aren't represented the same, unfortunately, and aren't being treated the same. And so I think that when I talk a lot about this, uh, some people might consider it political. I think it's more of um, just a responsibility that we have as artists and game makers and people um, doing podcasts who have a voice to talk about these issues so that we can start working on them. And yeah, I mean, nerd, a lot of nerd things are about superheroes, right? And that's what I'm really into. And I think you got to use your powers for good. And Spider-Man quote right there insert it that's what she said here we go so basically um i'm gonna have sort of different segments just on the topical issues uh one thing i wanted to do was talk about games that i'm playing right now just regularly and right now i think it would be unavoidable to not talk about pokemon go um uh it seems such a phenomenon i suppose and I have Pokeballs tattooed on me. I love Pokemon, and I think almost anyone who knows me will tell you that. So I am really jazzed up about it. Um, I think since it's such a big thing in our culture and in the news right now, people have a lot of opinions back and forth. Um, I think I am somebody who always tries to take the middle path, and so I look at it both ways. Personally, I play it a lot. I mean, just today I went on like an hour and a half long walk that I don't think I would have went on without Pokemon Go. Uh, you know, just uh, I had to go on an item walk. And because some punks were taking the gym at the park, I tried to fight back. There was too many. By the time I left, my team had taken over the gym. So I am a little upset about that. <laughs> but, you know, I've had one Pokemon in there for 14 hours at this one gym. I'm proud of that. Anyway, long story short, I'm rambling. I think that on the good side of the spectrum for Pokemon Go, it 
does get me out of the house. I am a non-binary person, meaning that when I leave the house, you know, my presentation can look anywhere from like boring hipster guy person, I suppose that's what people would think, to a member of the X-Men on their off time kind of thing. So like, you know, and you never know, it's the whole Prince thing, right? You know, not a girl, not a boy, and uh, that's tough when you're walking around in a world that wants girls and boys. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of real serious implications that come with that and violence towards people like myself um, that I think is sad and is one of the issues that I was talking about where as game developers, we now have a responsibility to our community. You know, like you... You can make a game like Pokemon Go, and in your head you're probably thinking, so everyone can go out and enjoy it, and there's just people who can't for a lot of reasons. Um, and I think you're never going to make a perfect game, but there, I think that the game itself just highlights inequities in society. And I think as much as I love the game, it's in such a weird middle place because, you know, you do have the race thing, and... There's a lot of um, great articles out right now who I'll try to put the link maybe in some of the descriptions uh, since I don't have the information right now in front of me. But um, basically, yeah, like how if you're a black male, especially right now, which uh, a black man is killed every 28 hours was the last time I checked. Was the, st was the statistic the last time I checked? I mean... That's a real serious consideration when you're walking out the door. Like, it should be, it's, I mean, I can't even imagine. And just me as a brown-skinned, queer-looking person, <laughs> um, it's weird. Like, I do think about those things, and I think that I'm someone who was always into Mystique from the X-Men, so, and Nightcrawler, who could just get away. Like, I'm sneaky about it and still maybe not out as I should be, you know, it is scary when you go out there. And at the same time, I just love Pokemon, and I'm addicted to taking over gyms. And when I see that one is yellow, I have literally sprinted to go put my Pokemon in that gym. And that's obviously a privilege because I live in Portland, and I pay crazy rent um, and just scrape by to live in this neighborhood that is really safe um, because that's not what I'm used to, and I'm loving it. Um, but, you know, it is a privilege, and you have to sort of, like, recognize that. And I do a lot of times, you know, I, when I'm out in the middle of the night, I'm feeling super nervous and scared, but, like, others are probably much more fearful. And so it's just, I think it's an awesome experience. I mean, from a super picky game design, like, at least from my game design perspective, I don't, you know, I think that it's a really clearly something that is going to have to be developed more. Um, a lot of gameplay and, like, bug problems, you know? I mean, sometimes you have to, like, log out and log back in six or seven times before you can play. And I get that it's a crazy big project um, worldwide, so, you know, you're going to have issues, but obviously it's like, if you can't play the game, it's hard to really say it's a good game all the way. Um... Yes, I played it for like an hour and a half, but you know what I mean? You have to like log out and log back in, and we're still in the beginning of this technology, which makes me really excited for the future.
I, you know, I think we as game designers need to use our voices, maybe use our medium and make games that talk about racial issues and what it's like to have to go out for different people going out in society. That way we can make a world where people can actually go out, play something like Pokemon Go or whatever projects any of us indie developers make in the future using AR. As time goes on and this information and data gets easier or gets more accessible online and tutorials come out on how they did it, you don't want to, like, your game shouldn't be hindered because society is so messed up. And I know that we're all busy and have things to focus on, but we have to at least recognize things, talk about things, educate ourselves when it comes to how dangerous things are getting for some people and what are the real life steps that we can take. Long story short, I think that Pokemon Go is pretty awesome for community building and getting people out there and exploring their community. I've definitely talked to so many people that I would never would have talked to, I think. And it's like, I consider myself a people person, but it's still like walking down the street, I might not talk to everybody. Even in nice Portland, where we at least wave and are smiley here and there, you know, depending where you are. I think it's great that way. I think it, I think it's creating such a new culture, and which as a Pokemon fan is freaking awesome. When you're walking down the street and somebody says, are you a trainer? I think I've been waiting since I was a little kid to hear that. It's amazing. Being a gym leader just feels so good. Like for Pokemon nerds and stuff, it's like, it's amazing. And it's devastating that people can't play it and feel safe. And I think that, you know, we need to keep working as a community to figure out how, even if it's just our personal circle and our personal bubble, like how can we make the people we know feel safe? I think we think about the whole problem and it's giant, but I think you can tackle things with yourself. You can set limits for your family and your friends on like what you will accept and what you will not accept as far as racist comments or racist jokes and maybe just start the discussion here and there. And um, yeah, some people, I know a lot of people who uh, organize community events, right? Like um, maybe organize some Pokemon Go things where everybody's in a group so that like if you know black people, they don't have to be by themselves out there right now in this kind of climate, you know. Um, or queer people, or there's a lot of people out there, you know. I think alternately abled people and disabled people might not have a lot of access to Pokemon Go here and there. So maybe figuring out the most accessible places and meeting in groups so that they can have fun playing it. And these are just random ideas I'm having off the top, just preparing for this podcast. And I think going forward, we can maybe even make games that specifically use AR to talk about different issues like racism and police brutality and accessibility. You know, imagine like an app or a game or something where everywhere you walk around and it has places that like aren't specifically accessible to see how many of those there are stuff like that. That'd be nuts. Like I said, I'm just spitballing here. I'm totally rambling, but that's my kind of thoughts on Pokemon Go. I could say a lot more because I love Pokemon way, way too much. Way too much. But I also don't feel like there is a too much. So you guys can just stuff it. You know what I mean? If you don't like Pokemon. Like, there's all the people online that are like, like, I get it. Like, they, you're not into Pokemon. You don't care about Pokemon. I mean, that's cool, person. 
<laughs> like, you don't like Pokemon? Fine, but, you know, and I get, I like jokes, so I'm totally like, oh, you know, people who are playing Pokemon have nothing to do all day, but, you know, there's also people who just like Pokemon, like, and with all the craziness in the world, like, people are walking around outside and playing Pokemon, and you're gonna complain about that, or you think it's stupid? I mean, I'm sorry, but everything can be made fun of. It's like, I get it. You're cool. You don't play Pokemon. But also, you are also not that cool, and you should play Pokemon, because, dude, I have a gym right now, and I feel great. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like a real gym where I'm working out, but I'm, like, walking, which is pretty exercise, okay? I have, I'm on the third floor, okay? So that's also stairs, plus all of my, like, finger swiping and stuff. You're not ready for, like, my finger strength. I mean, Bruce Lee did finger push-ups every day. Like, I'm swiping and tapping the shit out of this screen. It, that's pretty hardcore, okay? Like, I'm not Jillian Michaels, but I'm, like, level one, like, whatever... Um, like, evolves into Jillian Michaels, like, the Squirtle of what it, like, if Jillian Michaels is Blastoise, like, I'm at least, like, almost a war turtle any minute now. Anyway, I'm done. I'm gonna stop the Pokemon talk, but, any hoots. Pokemon, go. F yourself. I also thought I would take this one second to say that if you hear any jingling or squeaking in the background, it's a little dog. But it's not a dog. It's actually he's a little he's a little boy, and he just wants people to play with him. And there you go. So he might squeak a toy. I can't stop him. If you hear a squeak, just imagine the cutest little dog boy, man boy, noble dog, doing it. Cute. Okay. Um, the other thing I feel like I have to talk about. Just nerd style wise, like like I said, topical nerd stuff <laughs> is obviously San Diego Comic Con just got done. Uh, I lived in San Diego for about three years, I think, a little over three years, and um, I mean it's a huge thing. I got to go in once; it was freaking amazing. I cry every year when I don't get to go. I'm probably gonna cry now that I'm talking about it, um, but I'll do that later by myself um, in the closet. That is my bedroom. But, you know, it's still an exciting time, even if for all of us who don't get to go, just because of all the trailers <laughs> that come out, all the information and cool stuff. Um, IGN blows up, and it's awesome. And I guess for all the non-nerd people that might not be listening to this, IGN is pretty much like all nerd news. It's like games. started as a video game thing, but... It's where you should go if you want to just keep track of all the nerd news. IGN is like my favorite thing around Comic-Con. But anyway, going back to the trailers and just the stuff that comes out. A lot of DC stuff, um, movie-wise. Here's the thing. I'm just going to come out right away and say it. Which is, I'm not super into stuff that's from DC Comics. Like, I really liked Watchmen, the comic book. Um, the movie... I don't know, I go back and forth on a lot. Other than that, it's like, I freaking, I mean, look, I'm really trying to be diplomatic so that people will like this podcast. Um, but also, 
I just think a lot of DC comics is stupid. Um, and I'm sorry. And I know what you're going to say, but Batman. But, like, let's be honest. Like, how many new ways have we seen Batman visually, like, really break it down? Like, we can talk stylistically, like, Tim Burton versus, like, Christopher Nolan versus, like, the 70s when they made, or was it 60s? It was 70s. I don't know. I'm terrible with history. Um, <laughs> sorry. Like, that's real history. Um, anyway, I mean, it's real to me. It's still real to me, damn it. Anyway, I just don't like DC things, traditionally. Now, that's not all the way true, right? That is a very wide statement. I love the Flash as a thing because I'm small and I like used to be in track, so I like the idea of stuff that runs fast, right? But I have Quicksilver because they needed a copy for the Flash on Marvel and I'm more into that. <laughs> um Wonder Woman was great and that like let me tell you, that trailer kicked ass. Seeing like all those women like literally ride on horses through all these men. I mean, you can't like you just can't, I don't know, recreate that level of, like, that feeling of, like, fuck yes, you know? I want a gif of them riding through all those men with, like, hashtag feminism just blinking. And I just want to obnoxiously put it fucking everywhere. Especially where people are being really sexist online. And, like, just make it as big as I possibly will fit in the comment section. Just freaking huge. I don't know. Anyway, it was a good trailer. Um, I, you can't trust trailers, of course, like, I mean, I used to have Transformers in my, like, love nest in my heart, <laughs> um, because I loved Transformers as a kid, and those trailers were really good, and then the movies were awful and made me hate my life a little bit, and I had to, like, rethink things, you know, <laughs> um, but, yeah, Justice League, not really into it either. Like, I'm not sure what that movie's trying to be. I think it was trying to be fun because they've been so serious with Superman and then Batman vs. Superman, which I didn't see, but I hear it's terrible, and that's why I didn't go see it, because it looks terrible. And because who really cares about which one of these white guys is the best, you know? And then you have Wonder Woman, who is badass, but it's like that movie didn't end where how it should have, where Wonder Woman beats the shit out of both of them. It ended with, I don't know, some stupidity that I read on Wikipedia, whatever. But I'm totally objective, and please like my podcast. I'm a nice person. <laughs> I do love DC, like, all their TV shows. I saw, like, maybe only one thing of Supergirl, but it was good. I watched a lot of Arrow, but haven't been watching, like, past season three. But I watched The Flash, like, religiously. Like I said, I love The Flash. Plus, the show is really good, at least, like... I'm not sure about the writers as far as diversity, but the stars of the show are very diverse and it's clearly centered around white people, but that's TV, <laughs> you know? Um, other than that, it's really, I don't know, it's really good. I love science. I like physics especially. There's a lot of physics involved. So, you know, I don't hate everything, DC. I just hate a lot of it, and I think that if we got rid of it, I wouldn't cry. But also just, like, what they do comic-wise is so, I don't know, like, just overly straight and where you just know that somewhere there's like five straight guys that decide everything and like they made Green Lantern gay but they kill his boyfriend right away and they just I don't know hire questionable people from what I hear from people who are really in the comics and they have done I feel like nothing for diversity at all like you have Cyborg and I hear that they're gonna go with Jon Stewart for Green Lantern but like, when I see the poster, it's still all white. And, like, totally so is, like, Avengers. Especially when you look at Avengers 1 and, like, Age of Ultron, right? But they're, I don't know. 
a little better, like comic book wise, they're killing it. And in a second, I'll get more into the movies. But long story short, I'm sorry, DC people, for the things that I have said. But it's just how I feel. <laughs> um, other things that came cool. I mean, like, like I said, I love Wonder Woman, though. Wonder Woman looks dope. I might go see it. Um, my Wonder Woman, though, is Miss Marvel, which I was really excited about. And I'm super excited that Brie Larson is going to be Miss Marvel. So, like, I'm waiting for that movie. I love Carol Danvers. I mean, that was exciting news uh, that came out. I mean, Black Panther looked great. I mean, so many people of color working on it. Ugh, makes me so excited. Like, that's my thing. It, it can't just be the actors. Like, yes, that is super important for us to, like, to see actors of color, you know, portraying people of color and and superheroes especially. It's just exciting. But it's also more, you know, for us, it's exciting because we can, like, more mentally put ourselves in those shoes, which will build a lot of positivity as we go through life since stories and especially, like, superhero stories, these, like, myths are us working out our psychology and building positive psychology, really. But I think it's also important to have people working behind the scenes, the people writing, the people directing, um, casting, the people, yeah, producing. You know, if they're people of color, you ensure better representation, but you also ensure better representation through writing and story. And like I said, these stories are something that we use to subtly build our brains psychologically and to process our experience. That's an, And I think that you need people of all backgrounds to, to make something that's an accurate portrayal of life. <laughs> because that's what experience is, right? Our experience, our life, it's giant, it's massive. And I think when you're trying to make something as big as a Marvel movie and as big as some of these superhero stories can get, you have to have a wide, diverse range of people. And so, you know, you've got Black Panther coming out, you've got Luke Cage, which I'm so excited for. Uh, I've been, like, screaming that there needs to be a Luke Cage movie back when, like, X-Men was trying to get big with X2. And then, like, nothing. And then I was mad when I heard about Netflix because I still feel like that was kind of shirking us from getting a a movie, a Luke Cage movie. But I'll take it because Netflix has gotten real good and I can watch it a million times, um, which is, like, what I did with Daredevil Season 2. Jessica Jones was freaking amazing. Let me just take an aside to say that. There was nothing new Jessica Jones-wise at Comic-Con. But Jessica Jones is so good, and I'm re-watching it right now. And that's another, like, hashtag feminist show, like, GIF, Treasure Chest. And also, it just... I talked a lot about consent and trauma and dealing with survivors of trauma in such a great way and just portrayed a, like, strong female character but also had more than just one female character. You know, you had Trish um, and, you know, you've got, like, well, I won't spoil too much, but you got people that come from uh, Daredevil, I won't say who, but that are strong female characters. And, you know, it all kind of ties in together, and I freaking love that. Um, but I'm so excited for Luke Cage, back on that. Iron Fist is coming, and that's one of those things. So, you know, I talk a lot about racism, because I'm a person of color, and 
Despite what people may think, honestly, we'd love to talk about anything else, but you got to come back to it. Otherwise, you're ignoring a systemic problem, which if you ignore it, you're part of the problem. It's just the way the game is set up as far as racism goes. <laughs> I'm not excited about Iron Fist. I feel weird about it. It's totally like a white guy, but he gets kung fu powers. And I mean, it looks like I don't really know a lot about it because I just don't care about Iron Fist. Like, and I try, you know, he's in a lot of Avengers things. But when I see a weird, like, when I see a comic where it's a white, blonde-headed, blue-eyed dude who has kung fu powers that, where all of the people around him, like, who are his helpers and side characters are people of color, but who all work to help the white guy get it done, and it's freaking kung fu powers, you know what I mean? I just... I'm sorry, I had a tough time getting into it, and I'm also not sorry, so I'm not excited about, you know, this movie, it doesn't look, or I mean this Netflix series, it doesn't look as blatantly racist as things got with Doctor Strange, like I love Tilda Swinton, you know, and feminism is cool, but if it's only for white people, you gotta kinda like, eh, that character's traditionally Tibetan, like I said though, um, it's, Doctor Strange is also something I'm not super into. Like, I am really hippie <laughs> and spiritual. I'll get that out of the way quick. And I like to, I mean, when it comes to, like, physics and science, like, that, I feel like that can both be your rubric, but you also can acknowledge spirituality, which I think is what is so cool about the Marvel Universe, is it does that really well. Um, where you have Doctor Strange, right? Where he you, goes into the astral plane, and he does talk about, like, arcane magic and things, but... You know, and a lot of that is Wiccan or can has like its, um, it has its roots in Celtic or Wiccan history, which is like white people. And, um, but it's like, so you could try to get away with it, which is what they kind of do. But I mean, you also have so much stuff that's like chakras and meditating and all of these things that developed in the East, um, or what we in a colonized america considered to be the east but you know what i mean like it's just not american and here's this like white dude doctor who we're supposed to feel bad for it's a weird thing i'm super not into it it's just a comic i don't really want to touch so like it visually looks amazing um i think um i think that bendabar uh cucumber Patch looks, I mean, he's an amazing actor, or solid at least, right? Like, and like I said, I love Tilda Swinton, so I think those people are great, and whoever did all that animation is freaking amazing. I mean, they got paid like a million bucks, so they should be, right? Or, But I'm just not excited about it. I'm super excited for Luke Cage. I am still excited about for the Defenders. I'm just going to try to receive Iron Fist however it comes, because I just know I'm going to end up watching that one. Doctor Strange I'll probably watch too because I've seen pretty much, well, literally every Marvel movie that comes out because I'm trying to like sort of mentally keep track of the story. <laughs> and especially like the Avengers and then the way it tied into Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man so far have been really great. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to try, but I'm not super feeling it. Super excited about Luke Cage though. Freaking out. <laughs> That's sort of my take on what came out of SD Comic-Con and my, uh, uh, honestly, binary thinking of DC and Marvel, which is not good for a non-binary gender person. <laughs> so I'll work on it, okay? I watched The Flash. I like The Flash. We're friends. I liked Wonder Woman uh, beating up men 
I watched it all day. It's World War One too. Wonder Woman in World War One. That's messed up. Like she's so more powerful than those guys. So it'll be a slaughter of men. It'll be great. It always makes me think of that Lord of the Rings quote, and I always it like it's obviously said by like a man, and it's not meant to really mean this. But I always look at it as like fuck patriarchy, which is when uh, Saruman is like, there will be no dawn for men. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to see Wonder Woman beat the shit out of people. That'll be cool. I like DC. Some of it. We're friends. Like my podcast.